Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. This is Adam Carricker on the ticket. Position right of the quarterback out of the shotgun. First and 20. Jailbreak screen in the air. It is tipped. It is intercepted by Carricker at the Missouri 21-yard line. Live from the heart of Lincoln, America, eight-year NFL vet and All-American defensive lineman Adam Carricker. Shotgun snap to Everett. He's got the left arm going, and now he's got a whole lot of Adam Carricker who rips him down inside the 25-yard line. On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com, here's your host, Adam Carricker. Welcome, everybody, to Adam Carricker on The Ticket. Let me adjust a couple of things here real quick. All right. I hope you missed me. I hope you had a great week last week. I hope you have a great week this week. I'm back as I am almost almost each and every monday from 11 i'm sorry from noon to 1 p.m the fastest hour in radio each and every week throughout lincoln and omaha the great state of nebraska join me each and every monday noon to 1 p.m have lunch hopefully something someone intelligente comes out of my mouth and we have a good time talk some husker football husker sports in the meantime and in the process and i don't know if you're watching on youtube if you're not you can listen i'll describe it for you i'm wearing a v-neck you can tell. And I was once told by a guy I was drafted with out of Tennessee, Jonathan Wade, a defensive back, third-round pick, who joined me with the then St. Louis Rams. He wore V-necks all the time. I asked him one day, I said, why are you wearing a V-neck all the time? He's like, it's like I could have dressed up, but I just chose not to. So I guess I'm chose to, I could have dressed up, but I chose not to because my mom always said I had a face for radio. Anyways, if you're watching me on YouTube, I do apologize because <clears throat> I have that face for radio. But we got a whole bunch of fun stuff to talk about today. We're going to talk about Nebraska basketball. Then we're going to talk what kind of offense might Matt Rule and his staff run. And what all does that depend on? It's not necessarily what type of offense, but what does it depend on? Because it depends. If we go two tights, do we have two good tight ends to run that offense? Does he want to go 13 personnel, one running back, three wide receivers? Is somebody besides good old Billy Kemp going to step up? So we can put more wide receivers on the field. Do we have to protect our starting quarterback, Jeff Sims, who's the projected starter, most likely going to be the guy at the helm this season? Do we have to protect him a little bit more? Because do we have a backup in place? Do we have an offensive line that's blocking better, adequately? How much do they improve? Do they improve? What happens there? All right, then we're going to bring on Andy Janovich, one of my personal modern-day favorite Huskers. All right, a guy who played that good old position known as fullback. I went on to play for the Denver Broncos, Cleveland Browns, 
And a guy that I think is just an all-around good dude. He helped me at one of my football camps a couple of years ago. All right. And then I got a few options for how we might close out the show. Okay. We can talk kickoff times that were just announced, okay, for some of the games in college football, including Nebraska versus Colorado, Nebraska versus Iowa on Black Friday. You can probably guess what that one is. Probably guess what Colorado is as well. Okay, and I have I, there's a few things I've not given my thoughts on simply because the show has been somewhat sporadic due to holidays, due to baseball tournaments, things of that nature. Casey Thompson going to Florida Atlantic. We'll spend a bunch of time, but just want to touch on it. Logan Smothers, where did he end up? Okay, and things of that nature. So those are the things we're going to be talking about today on the fastest hour in radio, right? Noon to 1 p.m. each and every Monday right here on The Ticket. Before I dive into all that, all right, you've driven by GE Landscape Supply countless times, likely without knowing, at 6701 Cornersco Highway. Now it's time to stop in. GE Landscape Supply sells to homeowners and contractors with a vast selection of landscaping and construction materials. They sell in bulk to save you money. Buy anything from a five-gallon bucket to a semi-load. And don't forget, they deliver anywhere, nearby or far away. Stop by at 6701 Cornersco Highway from 7 a.m. to 6 p.m. Monday through Friday, and 7 a.m. to 4 p.m. on Saturdays. Go to gelandscapesupply.com for more info. Call 402-467-1627. Now, as always, I want to get to your questions. I want to hear what you find folks have to say. So call or text to 402-464-5685. Get your questions answered right here, right now on the show by yours truly. Again, call or text 402-464-5685. I try to get to as many questions as I possibly can each and every week. But first, let's talk a little Nebraska basketball. All right. And full disclosure, the producer for the show, good old Rico, texted me last night. He's like, do you want to just stick with football? Can you talk about other things that aren't football? Can you comprehend something else in the world? No, he didn't say it like that. No, he was just asking what I wanted to talk about. It's interesting. Football, basketball, baseball, slash softball. Very comfortable talking about those things ever-growing, ever-learning about volleyball, track and field, things of those nature, things of that nature. I love talking about all those things. I have a pretty good knowledge on most of them. I'm not going to say everything. Ice hockey, out of my realm. Gymnastics, mm, I don't know. I respect those sports. Trust me. I've watched my kids do it a million times. Doesn't mean I know what I'm talking about when it comes to those things, but there are sports I do feel comfortable with. Football, baseball, slash softball, track and field, probably the ones I'm the most comfortable with. Volleyball, ever-growing knowledge. Hopefully that improves quickly. Let's talk a little Nebraska basketball. All right, they got some news recently. Kasei Tominaga is going to be returning to Nebraska basketball. And this is a guy, 6'2", 175-pound guard, 22 years old. He averaged 13.1 points per game a year ago. Honorable mention, all Big Ten, academic, all Big Ten. All right, also in his past, the 2022 Japan Senior National Team, 2020 Olympian as well, Japan 3x3 basketball and a three-time Nebraska scholar-athlete, okay? This is a guy who will, I believe, be a senior, okay? Had he been, he, he went, he tested the NBA draft projections for himself. Makes sense, okay? College basketball, college football, college sports. Business. These athletes are now businessmen. Whether people realize that or not, I think people are realizing that more and more with NIL, transfer portal, things of that nature. I think college athletes are recognizing it more and more as well. Okay. Now, had he been a first-round projection, he probably would have gone and stayed and been drafted in the NBA draft. He's coming back to Nebraska. Now, here's what he is. 
He's someone who's going to help us for sure. Or I wouldn't be talking about him. So it makes sense. All right. Hopefully it does. But he's an elite shooter. He's a guy who is just an elite shooter. Things he needs to work on. That's how he can help us. Things he needs to work on. His playmaking ability with the ball in his hands. What can he do off the dribble? Okay. When you hit him with the open J, the open tray, things of that nature, he's elite. He needs to get better off the ball. He needs to get better with the ball in his hands as far as being able to dribble, make plays, find teammates, get open. Everybody has things they need to improve on. This young man is no different. Also on the defensive side of the ball would help as well. Now, he shot 40% from three-point range last season and came onto the Big Ten scene towards the end of the season. The question is, can he be more consistent throughout the whole season? It's interesting because I just had this talk with my son who's going to be going into eighth grade, and he's starting to get invites to some of these recruiting things. He's going to be playing on a national competitive tackle football team. And I remember I just told him last night. I was like, Jacob, two of the biggest things that I find that separate people from being good or from average to good, good to very good, very good to great, great to elite, mental toughness and consistency. Consistency, consistency, not, a, not so easy for me to say, apparently. Consistency, there you go, is harder to do than it would seem. It's easy for somebody to be good every now and again. It's, it's easy to have a great game and then fall off. It's easy to actually have a great season. There's a reason why NFL scouts want to see college football players for more than a year do really, really well. They want to see that consistency over time because that is a challenge. For Casey, it's can he do it for a whole season? That's the question. Can he get better at the things I talked about? Can he stay great as an elite shooter? I believe he can. I believe the answer to both those questions is yes. How much will he improve? And can he do it for a whole season? As I mentioned, he came on towards the end of the year. Can he do it for an entire basketball season? Because consistency, night in and night out, month after month for an entire season, is a challenge. All right. I played with an individual. I won't, I won't say the team or anything like that, because if I do, it'll be pretty obvious who it is. He was very, very good in third down situations. He came on as a first-year guy, played great, numerous sacks, won awards. I remember when I was done with that team, I said, hey, man, now you got to do it down in and down out. You're not just going to come in on third downs where you know you're rushing the passer. You got to play the run on first down. You got to play the run and the pass on first and second down. Then you got to be in on goal line and short yards. You got to do it every play, game after game, practice after practice. It's easy when you just come in every once in a while. He was a good player his, his entire career. But he never did win awards again because he found out it was hard to be, and I'm not saying he wasn't a good player, but he was a young guy whose ceiling was incredibly high, and he played well. I don't know that he quite reached that ceiling because consistency is challenging. Mental toughness and consistency. And I'm not saying either of these guys weren't mentally tough, but these are the two things I've found to be the biggest difference makers and the hardest things to achieve. Mental toughness and consistency day after day after day after day after day. Do you go to your job every single day, hyped and ready to go? Maybe, maybe not. Some people may find that challenging. That's just part of the process. All right. Now, Nebraska basketball, they have some more additions as well, this upcoming season. Okay. Rink Mast, a Bradley transfer. Bryce Williams, a Charlotte transfer. All right. Josiah Alec, a New Mexico transfer. And Aaron Euless, an Iowa transfer. Okay. Plus the return. All right, 
of Keisei Tominaga. How's this season going to go? You know, so I, I went back before I want to go forward. All right, you look at Fred Hoiberg. Most of you probably already know this, so I'll go through it quickly. Two-time Big 12 tournament champion as a coach, 2014 of 15. Big 12 coach of the year, 2012. Spent multiple seasons at the NBA level with the Bulls. Okay? Since he's been at Nebraska, all right, 2019. Okay, we'll go through this quickly. Seven wins, 25 losses. All right, Big 10 record was 2-18 in 2019. 2020, 7-20 overall. Big 10 record, 3-16. That was a you know, a weird, unusual COVID season. Okay. 2021, 10 and 22, big 10, four and 16 record, 2022, 16 and 16, big 10 record of nine and 11. So there was definite improvement a season ago. All right. Keep in mind, they won five of their last seven games. The big red on the basketball court did. They beat Iowa twice, beat Creighton. Those things matter. Matter to me anyways. Okay. Now, a season ago is the first time that they did not finish uh, last or second to last in the Big Ten Conference since Coach Hoiberg came in. All right. They finished 11th overall. Okay. Now, total wins and losses, 40 wins, 83 losses. That's a win percentage of 325 in the Big Ten. Coach Hoiberg is 18 and 61 in the Big Ten Conference alone, which is a winning percentage of 228. Obviously not great. Are we trending in the right direction? Are we hitting that tipping point where he can start to take Nebraska basketball, Nebraska ball, okay, and get the program trending upwards in a more consistent direction? Now, I think with some of these new additions, I think with some of the returners that I've already talked about, I think there's reasons to be optimistic for that. I think those are legit. I'm not going to go dumping a bunch of red Kool-Aid or any color Kool-Aid all over myself just yet when it comes to Nebraska ball. Nebraska basketball, Nebraska ball. So for me, I have to define success because I do that a lot with the Nebraska football program. So I got to do it with Nebraska basketball. And the last time Nebraska basketball made the NIT tournament was the season before Coach Hoiberg got here, 2019. So five seasons ago. Okay, last time. um, It's been a while since we made the NCAA tournament. I'll leave that one alone. But here's my point. To me, success and getting the basketball program trending in the upwards direction is okay making an ncaa tournament game we've never won one okay all right getting back to the nit winning a couple of games a game or two since we haven't been to the tournament in the nit tournament in a while if we could win an ncaa like a regular tournament game let's be honest that'd be like winning the super bowl i know that sounds crazy it also sounds like it would be winning the super bowl I'm not trying to make light of anything, but getting the program trending in the right direction. We don't have to take huge, gigantic steps. Get back in the NIT tournament. Win a game or two. Make the NCAA tournament. You know, at some point, get that first NCAA tournament win. I think that would be quite exciting for Nebraska basketball. Nebraska ball, getting this program trending in the upwards right direction. To me, that is something that's feasible. That's something that's possible. We're going into year five under Coach Hoiberg. Last year, you saw signs. Again, won five of the last seven games. Beat probably our two biggest rivals. Again, Iowa twice. Also, Creighton. So you saw signs of positivity. They finished with an overall 500 record. Obvious room for improvement. I do think 
there are legit reasons to be somewhat optimistic coming into this season. When you have a lot of new faces, a lot of new transfers, you don't really quite know what's going to happen. But to me, that makes it more interesting. More interesting to watch, more interesting to look forward to. So let me know. All right. Again, call or text 402-464-5685. What are your thoughts on Nebraska basketball, the upcoming season? I know we've got some time. But in sports, there's the regular season, and then there's the offseason where you're looking forward to the next regular season, no matter what the sport is. Especially, it tends to be that way in football, but it can be that way in basketball as well. All right. Now, let's talk a little bit of Nebraska football. What type of offense will Nebraska run? And when I ask that, we know they want to be more smash mouth. We know they want to be more physical. We know they want to run the ball. We know there's going to be a fullback. I think what I'm asking when I ask that particular question on this particular day on this show, I'm more or less asking how often are we going to use the fullback? We know they want to huddle. We know they want to use tight ends. How many tight ends can they use? Can they go 12 personnel when running back two tights? Can they go 21 personnel, a fullback running back or two backs in the backfield period, typically fullback running back and a tight end. Do they want to go more spread? Do they want to go 13? Okay, running back with three wide receivers. Do they want to run a more spread type offense? Do they want to maybe go back and forth? To me, the first question we got to answer is how many quality tight ends do we have? All right, walk on, walk on Nate Borkashire, sophomore, right now is the projected starter at tight end. Talked about this before, talk about it again. Because you got Thomas Fedoni, Eric Gilbert, highly recruited guys. Can we get two tight ends to step up? Maybe three. I don't know that we're going to run a full offense with three tight ends on the field all the time, but when appropriate, goal line short yardage. Can we put a third tight end on the field and knock people off the ball like Vershawn Jackson talked about when I brought him on a few weeks ago? He talked about, number one, not catching the ball. He talked about, you got to block. You got to be willing to block. This is a former three-time national champion who has a phenomenal show on this same radio station, by the way. Check it out. Rashawn, T. Farley do a great job talking about you got to block people. You got to be blue collar in your face, smash mouth first. Who wants to block first? And then can you get open and catch a ball? You look at Jeff Sims because he's a guy that I could see running a, a spread attack with obviously the read option being a, a possibility. I could see him running an offense with more tight ends on the field, more fullbacks. You can do various things with his skill set. I don't know that we're going to go back to the old school option as, I mean, maybe once in a while. I don't know about all the time. But you can do several things with him. I think it depends on who steps up around him. How many tight ends step up? How often do we run a fullback based on how successful the fullback is when he's on the field? How many receivers are going to step up? Again, we need someone not named not not named Billy Kemp, to step up. He looked great in the spring game. But I want to see other guys stepping up in case we do want to go spread, in case we do want to run a little bit more read option and things of that nature. Even throwing the ball a little bit more. We need more targets. Guys like Marcus Washington, Xavier Betts, glad to have you back on the team. You're a talented dude. Oh, I'm excited to see what he can do on the field this fall. You look at true freshman Malachi Coleman, you never know what you're going to get out of a true freshman. He is talented. There are younger guys making more and more plays than there ever has been in college football. 
There was a time when a sophomore never won the, uh, the Heisman Trophy. Not so long ago, a guy named Tim Tebow came along. A freshman had never won the Heisman Trophy. A guy named Johnny Manziel came along. These are all within the past 15 years. College football has been going on for well over a century. Younger and younger players are making a bigger impact earlier and earlier and more often than we've ever seen. Now, I'm not saying Malachi is going to come in and set the world on fire. He's still a true freshman. But I'm curious to see what he can do. All right, our, Isaiah Garcia Castaneda, a guy who showed flashes at times, entered the transfer portal, came back earlier this offseason. He showed flashes. He showed ability. If my memory serves me correctly, he had a couple of fumbles as well. But he's still a young guy learning. Can he grow into someone that we can trust? Can he develop into someone we can trust this year? Here's another question I've got, and I alluded to this a little bit earlier. Who's our backup quarterback and how reliable is he? Because we haven't had a truly reliable backup quarterback here at Nebraska for a while. When you don't have that, you have to protect your starter, which limits the type of plays you can call, especially when you have a running quarterback like Jeff Sims. Are we going to be able to call the best play whenever we need it? Or do we have a little bit of a limited playbook because we have to protect Jeff because someone hasn't stepped up as a true backup? That's another question that needs to be answered. Heinrich Harburg, Chubba Purdy, talented dudes, talented dudes. Okay, everyone's seen what Chubba's brother has done with the Niners. Okay, Heinrich, I've talked about what I've seen from him. Prototypical size, deceptive speed, big arm. Okay, how much can they develop this offseason? Can one of them truly develop into a backup quarterback so we can run the plays that we need to run when we need to run them with Jeff Sims without a fear of banging him up? Because if he gets a little banged up, we got someone to come in. Or do we have to protect him, which limits the playbook? All right. Then you go into the offensive line just a little bit. How are they going to look? How much better are they going to be? Okay. Can we trust the offensive line? Teddy Prohaska is a big, talented kid. Kid who looked really good. If my memory serves me correctly. Obviously, coming back off injury. Okay. He's expected to be ready to help produce. And produce by an offensive lineman's standards is hopefully some pancakes, protecting the quarterback, opening some holes. Okay. But his best game, if memory serves me correctly, because he's still a young guy, was against Northwestern a season or two ago a Northwestern team that wasn't great. So he's still a little bit unproven. Okay, so we want to keep that in mind while I myself still have high expectations for him. Nerdine Newilly, probably our best guard out a year ago, back. Okay, I believe he's going to be one of our best, if not our best offensive lineman. You look at a guy like Ben Scott, transfer from Arizona State. He looked good in the spring game. He really did. Now, is he that good or do we need help up front? on the defensive line. That's the question with that. Turner Corcoran, Bryce Benhart, will one of those two develop into a consistent starter that we can trust? Both talented guys. Big dudes, highly recruited. Okay? Will someone else step up? All right, you got Henry Litovsky, Jacob Hood, Ethan Piper, multiple guys. Guys I haven't even listed. I can't list every guy in the room. Step up. Give me a reason to chat about you. I'm looking forward to it. Okay? And here's why I bring all this up. The more spread the offense is, the more exposed your quarterback can be and susceptible to getting hit. Do we have to have multiple tight ends on the field? Do we have to have the fullback on the field? Do we have to call plays to protect our quarterback because we're not able to in just a typical play that we want to call? Do we have to run certain formations and call certain types of plays that are going to protect our starting quarterback 
if we are not blocking well. If we are blocking well, that opens up the playbook a lot more. If we have tight ends who step up, that opens up the formations a lot more. Wide receivers, fullbacks. Okay, if we have a backup quarterback that steps up, that opens up the playbook. I am so excited to see a lot of these position battles come fall camp. It's getting closer, ladies and gentlemen. It's getting closer. Who's going to step up? Who's going to make an impact? Who's going to make a difference? Who's going to help make the coach's life easier? So when I say, what type of offense are we going to run? We know we want to run the ball first. Matt Rule has made that clear. Love that. Excited about that. Can't wait for it. How often can we go spread? How, what types of personnel and positions can we have on the field based on who steps up and how does that limit the playbook and what type of, what type of depth do we have at certain positions? Let me know. Hit me up. Text call 402-464-5685. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.